the, 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 the opportunities are huge. You know, this is where this is where the global economy has been driven. And so, yeah, from 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 my story, technology is absolutely core to everything I've I've done in my career. And without it, I don't know what I've been doing. Hello, my name is Pritesh Chohan, and earlier this year I turned 40 and I wanted to do something meaningful alongside all of the celebrating. I decided to ask my community to support me in helping an underprivileged community and give them a small yet transformative boost. This is how the Rainbow Boosters project was born. In sharing the idea with people, I realised that we all know of a teacher, a family member, a friend, an author, a singer that has made a profound impact on our life. I wanted to create a space where we can share those stories. So welcome to the Rays of Sunshine series. In this episode, I've invited a former colleague, Jim Small, who is a ball of positive energy, a great role model as a father to his two boys and an all-round fun guy. Jim is an experienced and commercially driven mobile telecom senior product owner with a significant track record innovating and delivering multiple world-first digital products using emerging mobile technology. He's worked with startups and large corporates around the world and is really driving change and revolutionizing the digital mobile world. What I love about Jim is his positive can-do attitude. And I have many fond memories of partying with Jim in Barcelona after we delivered days of full-on events at Mobile World Congress. I'm really happy he agreed to come and speak to me on this series and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi Jim, how are you? Hey Pratesh, yeah, very well, thank you mate. Good to see you, as always. Yeah, likewise. I just really wanted to get you on for lots of different reasons. Um, as I said in my intro, I just love spending time with you and think you have lots to offer as well because your approach and your attitude is, is really inspiring. So thanks for taking the time. Um, I want to get to the, to where we start in all of these uh, conversations is okay. who is your ray of sunshine? Who is the person or the teacher that's had the biggest impact on your life and how have they shaped your future? That's yeah, a really interesting one. I mean, and, and before I start, look, it's always a pleasure. And I'm very, very keen, very, very happy to be involved in this. And, uh, and uh, you know, really, really, really support the work that you're doing with Rainbow Boosters. It's it's awesome. Um, I had a, a little bit of a think about this one, and it's a tricky one because there are a few people. But the person I'd like to talk to you about is my grandfather. My granddad is my mum's dad, uh, yeah. born in Manchester in the UK in 1907. Um, and he had so many things thrown at him in terms of barriers to getting on in life. And just one by one overcame all of them. So so um, he was born in 1907 and he was born with a dislocated hip, meaning that, um, you know, as a child, he couldn't walk uh, properly. In fact, he couldn't walk at all. And this is before the days where you could reset a hip and and and, and you would just have a you'd live a normal life. So he lived his entire life and he lived to 96 wow. um, with this dislocated hip. And, and he wasn't able, you know, he never broke into a jog in his life. He was he was practically disabled. Yeah. Um um, and to add insult to injury, his father, when he was probably two, um, was um, taken into a, a mental institute. They used to call it an asylum back in the day. And he had and he had some serious mental issues. And, and when my grandfather was 11, his dad died. Um, uh, he was born in 1907. So 11 was 1918. So he was suffering from the First World War at the same time. Um, and uh, his dad died. And at the age of 12, he be basically became the man of the house. He had two little sisters. Um, he had to then leave school. He was pulled out of school and he was told he had to go and get a job, age 12, 13. Um, and, you know, and he had to fend for the family. Um, uh, then, you know, two world wars, uh, you know, he's, he's the, the economic times were, were terrible. Um, but he kind of drove himself forward and he educated himself. Um, he managed to get a, a scholarship into what was called Martin's Bank, which later became Barclays Bank. 
He joined as a kind of admin kid at age sort of 16 in Barclays Bank. And then by the time he retired, he was managing four branches of, of Barclays Bank in Manchester and he had 200 people working for him and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's a fairly humble story. You know, he didn't take over the world, but he had just about every problem you could think of thrown at him. Yeah. Um, and he came through. And by the time I knew him, you know, he was in his 60s by the time I knew him when I was born. And he was just this lovely, kind, gentle guy who you wouldn't have believed had a problem in the world. He had a great family around him and he and he succeeded in life, you know. And, you know, and my 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 story has been very, very happy and easy in, in comparison. So I, I always use him as being a bit of a uh, a torch to say, look, if, if if my grandfather could get through all of the stuff that was thrown at him as a kid and as a young man, then I've got no excuse. And, and you know, and, and so and I tell my kids that story, you know, you, we're all very lucky. And you know, and 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 I use I've always used him as a motivation just because of his of the hardship that he overcame. Yeah, that's incredible. And um, the thing I just think about automatically is you were referring to the time element of when you know when he was born, what he went through, mm. and if you reframe that into just the socioeconomic setup that some people have, that they find themselves amongst so many barriers, and it's the ones that just fight. For themselves to get out that seem to have these most inspiring stories as well like yes there yeah, was right. it might have been 1907 but even in like 2023 there's so many people that have got so many things stacked against them and it takes that willpower which i find so like amazing to see because you're right you and me regardless of of what others have done for us have it pretty easy right we we have really really incredibly well. easy the challenges, the challenges that we find are self-inflicted most of the things you know the lifestyle mm. that we want or the things that we want to do or the scenario we find ourselves so mm. i i just find those stories so uh, amazing to hear because you just think where do they find that willpower to get out because they he could have just succumbed to i've got a disability or i've got all these challenges and life's really tough and just throws me really awful curveballs so i'm just gonna mm. not bother but they there's something deep-rooted that that yeah. I, you know that drive to get out of that situation and no, there is. has an impact on everyone else around them that they don't even realize yeah because in the end my mother you know his daughter grew up living in a very comfortable um detached house on a park in manchester and you know he built a life for yeah. his four kids where even they were comfortable but he'd made that all for himself and he'd yeah. driven himself from a and you you're right he could he could have gone the other way and said Oh, it's too difficult. You know, I've had to, you know, it's not fair, but that's the last thing he was doing. I think actually it's kind of, you know, some of the, some of the other themes around what you're doing with, with rainbow boosters is, is, uh, you know, I think a lot of what you just said around, you know, the, the need for people to be uh, determined and fight through what they've got, I think is, that's a theme that, you know, I want to come back to in this conversation because I think, you know, that's a big part of what we should all take from, you know, my granddad's story and a thousand other stories like yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, what I love is the ripple effect that, you know, we talk about Rays of Sunshine here, and that's a perfect example. Less obvious, probably, where, you know, he hasn't directly impacted your life by giving you a route out or, you know, giving you a book that influenced you or something like that. It was very much by example, which is, you know, the yeah. optimal way to to change someone's life is by leading by example. Um, yeah. And but what's happened is you tell that story to your kids as a mm. as a real good example of how lucky they have it or at least what the what drive can do and why it's important to have that so it's a, it's a real good example of a ray of sunshine so thank you for sharing that i think it 
um it's it's great to hear and it it gives me a bit more insight into you as well which i love um yeah good stuff talking about other influences and other aspects um when i set this series up when i started to talk to people it was coming from different places people tell me mm. about books or films so mm. you know, music and that kind of thing which i know is quite influential in your life so is there are there books or films that have had that sort of impact on you that then you've gone, oh, actually, that's helping me drive towards my goals? Yeah, I mean, there's loads of stories and and, and in music as well. There's tons. I could probably talk to you for two hours just about the inspirational books and movies and 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 and, and, and bands and things like that. But the the one that I wanted, I picked out. It's it, it, it on 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 the surface. It's going to sound a bit cheesy and it's going to sound a bit. Oh really? But but what I've gone for that I just want to talk about a little bit is the film Rocky, um, yeah. from Sylvester Stallone, um, and not for the reason that you probably think. So you know, the, the the film is about you know a kid in the in the wrong end of Philadelphia who uh, is uh, I think he's a debt collector's kid who just goes in, and he's on the rough rough end of life and and he becomes a you know a, a, he becomes a world champion boxer you know great that's a, that's a good story. Um, and, you know, maybe that inspires a few people, but that's not the bit that inspires me. The bit that inspires me is Sylvester Stallone himself um, as a struggling actor, as a young man in the late 1960s, I think, um, uh, was struggling to get out of, uh, he's struggling to achieve his vision, which was to become a, a big actor. Um, and he got uh, taken or he went to see Muhammad Ali fight in, um, I think, in New York. Um, and the, the guy that Muhammad Ali fought was this, young kid who no one gave a chance to and he ended up knocking Muhammad Ali onto the onto the floor and he, I don't think he won but you know he, he put up a good old fight and Sylvester Stallone off the back of that wrote the script himself for Rocky wow. um, um, and you know and, and, and you know and then we all know what Rocky became even that isn't the story the story is that he then Sylvester Stallone then took the script for Rocky to various um, film companies and said hey look I, I'd like to make this film um, and one film company offered $300,000, which, you know, in the 70s was a lot of money and, and, and Stallone had nothing to his name at the time and said, we'll buy it and we'll make it. But on the condition that you're not in it, we don't want you to be in the film. And he said, and so Sylvester Stallone, penniless. I think the story is that the, day, the week or two before that, he'd be offered somebody his dog to sell his dog. He was that he, he needed wow. the money that much. And he turned down $300,000 and said, no, I'm, I'm going to believe in myself. Yeah. And I, maybe this will all come crashing down. Maybe this is going to be a uh, a mistake. But I, I am going to back myself and I am going to have the confidence. So he said, no, thanks. I don't want you $300,000. And, you know, the rest is history. Someone offered him a million dollars to make the film with him in it. He made it. And we all know where that led, led, led him. And, and you know, Rocky's now grossed billions or uh, at, at, the, at, the, at the box office. So, you know, that story in itself yeah. of the fact that there's this kid who wants to be a movie star and, and he believes in himself so much that he's willing to turn down a quarter of a or third of a million dollars um, at, to, to, to realise his vision and did it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember hearing that story back when Rocky came out and just thinking, wow, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's uh, you know, pardon my French. I hope I'm allowed to say this on your blog, but that's balls. You know that that's that that, that that's that's good. Yeah, no, it, I I didn't know that at all. So uh, thank you for sharing that. It's it's incredible, isn't it? The the mm. self belief that he he had at, at rock bottom um, mm. to then deliver something like that is is amazing. Um, mm. Actually, it, let, it leads on to where I wanted to go a little bit. So we've talked a little bit about self belief, right? This inner fight and drive. And 
from the little, little interactions I've had with the kids at the school that we're helping, but also all the work that I've done previously around um, documenting children and their, you know, their educational transformation, there are kids that have this drive and self-drive mm. to to learn and succeed, but mm. they don't necessarily have the resources, right? Or mm. they're not given the, the space to do that. What do we say to those kids to say, you know, who've got this belief, but don't really know a route out? What do you say to them to then give them this ability to continue to use that drive? What would you say to them? I think, um, I think it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? If you're, if you're a kid in that environment and you, and you've got, you think you can do something, but you don't know how to get out, you don't know how to channel that. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot you can say to them, but a lot of it sounds a little bit empty, but you know, I think, I think what I'd be saying to those kids and what, if I was in that position, I'd like to be said to me is, is, um, you know, you can do it. Um, you know, try, keep trying, persevere. Don't be afraid to ask, you know, be a little bit cheeky, you know, be, be, be the kid that is the one that asks the cheeky question or, or suggests the crazy thing that, that is probably impossible because maybe it isn't impossible, you know, um, you know, be positive, you know, smile, you know, you know, we know, we, we know how far being, you know, you smile at someone, you get a smile back. You know, you you go to someone and say, "Look, I want to do this thing." You're going to find the chances are you'll find somebody out there who will reflect that positivity back at you and give you an opportunity. Or at least, if you don't do that, you're not going to. You know. So, and also the other thing I was thinking was, you know, find a mentor. You know, and find 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 somebody. Find, and it doesn't have to be a mentor in the kind of traditional sense of a you know a serious relationship about developing yourself but find find somebody who can help you find somebody who, can, who maybe has done it before or maybe um has done something similar or you feel might have a different perspective on it or something like that where you can say look how would you do it how can how could you help me you know in your in my position what would you do you know sometimes the wood for the trees is a bit of a barrier yeah. and um I think I think I'd be I think I'd be doing that and I'd also be saying to them you know absorb information you know uh, read uh, and I know that's not quite as simple as, as as it might be for some people who don't have access to resources but where you can absorb find experiences from other people read stuff you, you know uh, build your own capabilities just by having your own knowledge and your own information base of, of what of, of how to do this stuff give yourself every chance I mean these these things are easy to say and probably not quite as easy to do but you know, give, giving the kids the positivity to think they can do it, really. Yeah. It's one of the things that I think you and I have connected on a lot over the years is this power of positive encouragement. And um, mm, I, I know and I know that that's such a big piece of the puzzle for you with your kids as well. And yeah. there is so much power in it, the ability, how you feel when someone just puts their arm around you and goes, you can do it. Um, yeah. There's so many examples of that. And, it, and then... Asking the questions, being curious, I think is is definitely a big piece of it. If you if you don't tell someone what you're thinking or what your dreams are, then they can't necessarily help you. And that could be in any shape and form. Um, I was mm. watching something recently around comedians in Chicago, and a lot of their stories were my uncle or my friend took me to a comedy store when I was 12 because they knew that I had an interest in it. And that's when I saw that there's people like me doing those things and Mm. Then I just started to go on a Saturday and now look at me, you know, it's just, yeah. you don't no, know what totally. it is from, from football to, to reading, to music or, or education and chess oh, or whatever, whatever it is, right? What yeah. are the, there's, um, there's a, there's a series that you, that I'm sure you'll know well, I'm not sure that everybody does, but 
uh, in the UK on on um, on the radio. There's a there's a, a series that's been going for years called Desert Island Discs, and yeah. um, and you know, the, and the principle for anybody who hasn't hasn't heard it is that somebody famous or somebody who's achieved, somebody who's done something in life is is asked um, to take to choose eight pieces of music that they might want to take to a fictional desert island where they ever put on it. And it's a kind of framework for getting them to talk about their story. Yeah. Um, and, and it's an it's a biographical thing. They're going to go through in a way. And pretty much everyone I've ever listened to, and I've listened to a few, has that theme that you just mentioned. You know, I went, I, I, I saw somebody doing something and realized, wow, they look like me. I can do that too. Or they saw somebody doing something and thought, that's the thing. I that, That's what I want in life. And it's a repeating thing. And if you can get kids to find that, I think, or you can get kids to have that little light bulb moment where they think, oh, yeah, that's what I want. Or, yeah, I can. I think I can do it. Massive huge your your own personal experience with education and technology so let, you know i know you're a tech geek uh, at the highest degree uh, and been very successful in your career with that how has you know educational technology really helped you overcome challenges or obstacles in your like personal life or even your your mm. work life i think it um my, my story with technology is, a, is an interesting one i think just because um uh, I wasn't always going down the technology route. And I think technology, ed ed education and technology were the kind of key that unlocked everything that I've done in my career, almost by accident. And and when I say by accident, you know, I, I was a kind of uh, a humanities, media, arts kind of guy at university. I did a, uh, a media and communication degree, which was all about filmmaking. And it was all about um, sociology and literature and linguistics and psychology and these, this kind of thing. And then when I graduated, I'm not going to give away my age, but in, in, when I graduated, it was bang in the middle of a massive recession. And nobody wanted somebody who had a degree in media and linguistics. It just was completely unsellable. So I went off and did an MSc in information technology, which was a one year conversion course for non uh, tech um, undergraduates in, in IT. So in one year, I learned how to code and I learned how to normalize a database and, you know, goodness knows what. And then from that, I took that into into the real world, and I managed to get myself a job as a as a developer in a printer typesetter uh, company, uh, who then who who were starting to um, start. And I know this is something close to you and your family too, Pratesh, but start starting to take traditional printed material and put it online. Yeah. This is actually before the internet, and I am giving away my age, but but they, we we were coding printed material for academic books and things like that to put on CD, so that the so that some of these some of these documents were on CD, and then that became um, the internet. Let's start putting these things on the internet, and then I got a job in a web agency, and it, I started doing account management for MCG brands in a web agency, and then I got into mobile tech. And if I hadn't done that MSc in IT, um, I would never have taken the technology route. So 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 I think. Technology, ha having a uh, um, having an awareness of and some skills in technologies opened up all these opportunities for me that would never have existed, and I, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't done that IT degree. But I think you know that it's it's almost ancient history now what I did, but it, it's still the same. You know, if if you if if a kid today can code or understands how to how how PCs work, understands how the internet works, and you know gets their head around some of the technologies that we're looking at in in IT today, you know, AI and beyond, the, the 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 opportunities are huge. You know, this is where this is where the global economy has been driven. And so, yeah, from 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 my story, technology is absolutely core to everything that I've I've done in my career. And without it, I don't know what I've been doing.
in a world where technology and digital literacy are becoming ever more important, you know, it's it's such a small period of time in the grand scheme of things where we've gone from no techn- you know, no internet, for example, to to incredible now. And the the stuff I'm seeing around AI and all of the bits that are going on, the speed mm. of which that's happening is is phenomenal. Um how how do we ensure that, you know, we're talking about inclusion, right? Essentially, mm. how do we ensure that together, regardless of backgrounds and circumstances, everyone has the opportunity to an equal quality education uh, and technology? Because you have a government play and then you have the private sector, but essentially they're the divide just seems to be getting bigger actually than getting smaller, even though we have all of these technologies around. So what are your views mm. on, on that kind of digital divide inclusion piece? I just think it's, it's, I think there's a huge opportunity right now to, to try and close that gap just because it's becoming, it's becoming cheaper and it's becoming easier to provide access to technology to every person on the planet. You know, we know that in, in uh, mobile first economies, um, you know, access to the internet um, is something that is becoming um, increasingly possible through low-cost devices, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the recycling of 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 um, laptops, of uh, uh, tablets, all that kind of thing. You know, it's just, it's w- w- there's no reason why we can't get IT capability into the hands of everybody. Yeah. Um, and I think because the internet is basically really democratizes. Um, a whole bunch of things in the world you know if 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 i've got access to the internet i've got access to all of the knowledge on the planet all the people on the planet all of the resources you know there's no reason why if i'm a kid in a village in a developing country or uh somebody in a a high-end school in a in a in in the uk i should have i've got access to the same things and so i think i think it's just about ensuring that you know we can make sure and very much in the way that you and your initiative are already starting to 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 create a place where people can access these tools to create so, so they can have um the opportunity via connect the connected world that we live in um but also the understanding and the guidance and the mentoring and the leadership to actually know what to do with it so 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 i think you know i don't see any reason why we why we can't but i, I do think you know there, there is a divide between what we should do and what is possible. And I think governments are very, uh, there's a lot to do in the world, isn't there? There's a lot of problems in the world. And, you know, organisations like uh, yours, I think, are really necessary to to help um, get those get get those kids and that technology and those opportunities together. Because yeah. probably the governments aren't focused on that because th- they've got other things to do. But, but yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm sure you'll tell me it's not quite as simple as it should be, but it, it, it feels to me like there's a huge opportunity to bring these two things together. Yeah, you, you've you've seen it more from a different, uh, almost a enterprise level with you know the work that you've done in India with some of those big, even not even mm. just India, like globally with with mm. operators and stuff. Just the hurdles and the priorities and the focuses that they have. Um, That's right. I spoke to our really good friend Gautam on this series a few series back and. His his optimism is actually around, even in those scenarios now, everyone's base level bridge is a device, a mobile device. You know, Mm. so how are we leveraging the basic thing that they have access to? That's their portal to the world. So they have it. It's Mm. just how, to your point, how do they get the digital skills and literacy that they they need? How are they getting the content that they need? Um, So encouragingly, it's, you know, there is more out there. 
Um, and also what I'm seeing a lot of, which is giving me a lot of hope, is a lot of e-waste, uh, digital e-waste recycling and how massive mm -hmm. organizations are going, okay, after three years, if we're replacing all our laptops or desktops, let's give them somewhere, let's re repurpose them and and yeah. them. So that's giving me a bit more, you know, encouragement around the tech space as well. Uh, as you say, there's there's a lot going on in the world. Um, but yeah, there is, there is. But I th and I, I think if you've, there's a lot going on in the world, so perhaps governments aren't focusing on this quite as much as they should. You know, the big corporations, if they if they've got those recycle policies and that e-waste is there, and and that's great. But those those organisations, it's not something that many of them are doing to actually then put the infrastructure in place to get them in front of the right people and to train. Them. So so you know, organisations like yours, you know, and and many other like many others like it, I think, are absolutely critical in this chain because. You know the the bit of glue that you're adding is getting the right equipment in front of the right people and explaining to them what to do with it and how they can uh, how they can access you know all of the global resources they can access through those portals um, without which you know there's just a bit of kit. So yeah. I think you know it's um, you know it's fantastic stuff and you know and, and and massive success to you and you know I hope to be a part of it. Thank you. I want to take this opportunity, Jim, to be a little bit selfish and ask you to articulate why you think it's so important for people to support initiatives like rainbow boosters not specifically rainbow boosters but stuff like this why do we need to go beyond ourselves to help others um i just know that you care about this so much and you know you've been such a supporter of of what we're doing at rainbow boosters and just me personally that i was just Absolutely. being selfish because i want to hear another pep talk from jim small because that'll get me through the week for sure first first of all you know, the pep talk piece is, you know, there are very few people out there that you meet who have kind of the motivation, the drive, the personality and the um, the, the all round good guyness of yourself uh, to, uh, you know, to to really take people along with you. And I think I think, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure working with you over the years and long may that continue. I think I think that it takes kind of inspirational people and it takes it takes energy and motivation to actually go out and make a difference. And I think too many people don't and too many people um, just get on with their day job and they get on with what they do all day and they, and you know, and they take their salary and they go home and they do whatever they do. And I think that's not quite good enough because as we know, there, there, there's a lot of problems in the world. There's a lot of things that uh, governments are doing. There's a lot of things that enterprises are doing, but organizations like rainbow boosters and people like yourself, I think are absolutely necessary because otherwise that glue in between, problem and the solution isn't going to be there you know it's it's it unfortunately not going to be a case where the world fixes itself it's not going to be a case where you know the governments of the of the countries where this is needed and even in the uk and in in, in some of the countries where you know it's probably less of a problem there are still things that, that the governments are working on that mean that they're not going to be focused on some of these issues i think in order for future generations to improve the planet that we live on the more educated and the more uh, enabled that the next generation are, uh, the better, the more informed, you know, ignorance leads to, you know, the perpetuation of these problems. If, if we can get the next generation to be uh, accessing all of the things that we've had the privilege of accessing, if, if, if we can get people in the places that you're helping them to step up, step out and, and actually do that and, and realize that, you know, the potential that they've got, I think the world's got a chance of being, you know, a, a super positive, happy, environmentally balanced, peaceful 
place you know if if not then all the problems of the world are going to be perpetuated now i'm not suggesting rainbow boosters is going to fix every problem on the planet but you know it's people like this you and it's people like this initiative stepping in and saying no look i want to make a difference that cumulatively i think is going to be something that is is really critical moving forward and you know that's why i'm talking to you that's why i really want to get involved and be involved and stay involved and you know and and kind of the vision that you have for it and the energy that you have for it i think is is critical otherwise the thing's going to fail so so all power to you. Um, I hope that pep talk will last you an hour or two. Um, but, you know, genuinely, I think it's critical stuff. And, and I'm super impressed and, and, and um, you know, I'm very happy to be here talking to you about it. Um, if you're if you're listening to this, then you can't see that I'm currently smiling ear to ear for so many reasons. Because if you're watching this, you'll see that the sun's just literally come out where Jim is and it's glowing on his head. And where I'm at as well, where it was cloudy when we started this conversation, the sun's just decided to beam. So look at the power you've got, Jim. Look in, at uh, that. You're making the sun come out. Um, wow. Just I thank you so much. Control. No worries. Lovely, lovely sentiments. And um, no problem, yeah, sir. All men, all men. No, I, I definitely know that. Um, and and a lot of that is, is is in you as well. So I think that's why we, we get on so well. Um, and look forward to having you support and, and help us drive this thing forward. To wrap this up, we always ask for one positive message or a quote that's inspired you throughout your life and that continues to motivate you. I have a feeling you have a few. So um, what's the one that, that you're going to share with us today? I do have a few, but some of them are quite cheesy. Some of them are quite obvious. But the, the one I wanted to go for, I think the, the theme we've talked about is that, you know, there's so many people out there who... Have, who, who who need an opportunity, who have the capability to take advantage of that opportunity, who can, um, uh, you know, who deserve the opportunity. But one of the things that um, that I feel is that the individual is quite um, key in that as well. So, you know, you, you the, the Rainbow Boosters and yourself and all of the other the parties who are out there doing these kind of things can provide um, all the tools and you can provide the, the computer lab and the skills and so on. But in the end, what we're all relying on is that once that infrastructure is there, it actually unlocks the potential that's inside the actual people themselves. So the quote I've got I'm going for is 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 from a guy called Jesse Owens, who was a um, a sprinter in the 1930s, famous for his winning of four gold medals uh, uh, in front of um, in front of Adolf Hitler in Berlin. And we all know that the you know the the amazing symbolism of of that. But the quote that I wanted to, that he, that a quote of his that kind of resonates with me is that the only victory that counts is the one over yourself. Uh, I.e., you know, if he hadn't had the inner belief to do that, he would never have done it. If if you didn't have the inner belief to do the rainbow boosters, it wouldn't happen. If 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 the kid you're trying to help doesn't have the inner belief that they can do it, it's not going to happen. So I think you know, the if you don't have belief in yourself, if we don't all um, really think we can do it, then we're not going to do it. So, so you know, that quote I think is important just because it's a two-way thing, isn't it? You know, you can go and help the the, the individuals, you know, in, um, in the communities that you're helping, but we need to also harness the people in those communities who believe they can do it. And those two things put together will hopefully, you know, achieve big things. So that's the quote I went for. As you say, could have given you 10 others. We'll do another series on that. No, I think um, so important, so important. We are heavily relying that we create sparks in some of these mm. children. And mm. the reality is, having seen them, they're so driven and they're so smart in different ways that mm. we believe that it will work. But you're right, it takes two to to make these things happen. And you've got to step through those 
those doors and that get put in place for you. So uh, really, really interesting and powerful quote. Thank you, Jim. I just want to say thanks. Uh, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I can't wait to catch up with you soon. Um, your stories, your experience, your guidance, and essentially your positive light is just so special. And I'm glad we captured it and could share it. The, the Rays of Sunshine series is linked to the Rainbow Boosters project where we're supporting underprivileged children by connecting them to the internet and the community to ensure that they don't get left behind in a digital world. You can find out more at rainbowboosters.com and all the links are in the comments below and the next episode will be with you in a few days. So with that, I just want to say thanks, Jim, and look forward to seeing you soon. Richard, it's been an absolute honour. Thank you very much for letting me get involved and speak soon. See you then. Bye. Cheers.